Back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. And we're bringing in our great friend, Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, to talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thank you, Mr. Kramer. We appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I got a couple things for you today. Sure. Let me start out with... uh, a news item that's a little got a little bit buried with the debate and the shutdown and the oversight committee and all the rest of it. But um, Joe Biden is allowing, as I understand it, three leases in the Gulf of Mexico uh, for oil and gas drilling, which would be the smallest amount in history. And I didn't want to let this go. Uh, I know you're an expert on energy, Um you know, he's basically frozen drilling in Alaska, frozen mm-hmm. drilling in New Mexico, frozen drilling in the Gulf. And now this lease business, by law, I guess you have to do something. I right. mean, this is part of his crazy Green New Deal stuff, is it? Is it not? And, and what's what's going to become of this story? So, first of all, good catch, Larry. Thanks for catching it in the middle of all this other, all this other chaos going on in Washington, Washington, because it's directly related to the Green New Deal. In fact, in the, in the case of offshore oil and gas leasing, it's literally part of the Inflation Reduction Act. And what I mean by that is, it's it was a bit of a compromise to the degree there was any compromise in the IRA that allows this these up to three oil and gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico, but none in Alaska. To your point, mm. in Alaska, by the way, which has incredible oil reserves and has been off, you know, off limits to the, the greenies forever, um, is not part of the deal. So you're right. It's the minimum that they can get by with. And it's, it, it's the, this plan includes uh, sales in, in 2025, 2027, and 2029 in the Gulf of Mexico. And that's not simply arbitrary. The, this is the minimum intervals required by the IRA for the administration to pre- perform offshore leasing for wind energy. Okay, so in other words, the the whole plan is really designed around wind, but they have to do. This is the minimum that's allowed. Interestingly, there's not a lot of interest in wind on the Gulf of Mexico, and that shouldn't surprise anybody. It's not a great wind resource. Um, but as you and I have talked many times about, um, when we talk about permitting reform and our friend Joe Manchin, and and he's it, to the degree there's anything good in anything that the Democrats do, it generally comes from Joe Manchin, particularly in the energy sector. When you talk about regulatory permitting reform, for example, um, the reason that Democrats will even talk to us about permitting reform is because they've figured out that it's just as hard to cite something offshore that generates wind energy as it does a, a, a oh, an oil rig, right? right. So this thing mm-hmm. is really literally caught up in that. This is the bare minimum. It's the least in American history. And by the way, it's consistent with what they've done with no leases on federal lands in, turn, in, in the inner United States, including places like North Dakota, which, of course, a judge ruled to be unconstitutional and illegal. You know, they um, went after New Mexico, right? I mean, they're going to stop everything in New Mexico, despite the fact that the native tribes would prefer it. They, native right. tribes want the jobs, but Deb sure. Howland to the Interior Department and the White House and so forth don't want to allow any leases there. I mean, they want to stop drilling in New Mexico. Right. So in, in, New Mexico is an interesting case because, of course, I hate to admit this, but in recent years, um, you know, after the pandemic and the, and the crash, and you and I could write a book about what Saudi Arabia did to us during those times, um, New Mexico actually passed North Dakota as the second leading oil producing state in the country. Oh, 
Right, but North Dakota is creeping its way back. We we gained another hundred thousand barrels per day uh, over the last year, and we're up to one point two million barrels per day after a peak of one and a half um, prior to the pandemic. Well, New Mexico, the biggest difference between New Mexico and North Dakota is New Mexico is a largely a federal lands state. So the, mm. their landlord is Joe Biden and Deb mm. Holland, and they hate oil and gas. Um, and to the degree they even get to keep any, it's probably because they have a Democratic governor and Democratic senators, Democratic mm. congressmen. Um, so it'll be an interesting battle to see what, how the politics plays out in New Mexico. But right next door, of course, you've got you know the the, the big Kahuna, Texas, which is like North Dakota, um, a lot of oil, and it's not a lot of federal land. In mm. uh, you know, to the degree we have some, and and by the way, where New Mexico and North Dakota are similar is the heart of the Bakken is on an Indian reservation. The uh, Mandan Hidatsa Rikara Nation um, benefits tremendously as as individuals, as a tribe, as as mm. its own government from oil and gas production in North Dakota, and uh, so it it pits. It pits um, allies and adversaries, frankly, um, against the, the same federal government, the, the allies and the adversaries being, uh, or non-traditional allies, should I say, uh, to, to Democrats. Well, um, as oil approaches $100 a barrel, mm-hmm. and you know how the OPEC plus Russia, Saudis, mm-hmm. Venezuela, Iran, as they cut back on production. Now, people are saying, uh, Senator Kramer, that, uh, we are short worldwide now uh, three, four million barrels a day, right. roughly. Okay, and we're still producing at the USA about twelve million barrels a day plus. Mm-hmm. We got thirteen million pre-pandemic. I mean, we should be at fifteen, sixteen million at so, a minimum. At a minimum, actually, that's uh, Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tanks need to get to 18 million barrels a day. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to get there, obviously, with this Green New Deal stuff. And right. so, therefore, high oil prices will keep inflation and interest rates high. I mean, this is a self-defeating policy. It definitely is, Larry. And I, there, energy of all things. You, you know, one of the great um, ironies, I think, in, in economic um, sort of news making, if you will, and, and, and communication is this idea of quote, core inflation, and core inflation doesn't include energy no. and food. The yeah. two things that are core, you know, it's like yeah. the craziest thing Absolutely. in the world. Right? Absolutely. And so when you have $100 a barrel oil, it, 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 all because, because, not because there's not an adequate supply, but because this administration won't let us get the adequate supply. And by the way, we do it more efficiently in the United States of America. We do it cleaner in the United States of America. So Kevin O'Leary is probably right when he says it sh- we should be at 18, not you know 12 or 13 or even 14 or 15. And why? And, and the reason is because we should be producing for the world, not just for the United States, but for the world. Um, now, I'm going to throw another one out there, Larry, and this sometimes gets me in trouble with some of our our favorite oil people and you know the the big multinationals but we ought to be trying to convert more of our refineries that are designed for heavy sour crude that comes from places like Saudi Arabia we ought to try to convert more of those to take light sweet crude that comes from places like Texas and North Dakota mm-hmm. and and become even more energy independent and more energy dominant um, but we have an administration that works against the supply side of the economy which adds to the cost of everything and then they wonder why inflation doesn't come down more you know either more rapidly or more consistently 
No, no, I think you're right. Our homegrown oil is better. We need more refineries. Uh, Absolutely. We need more LNG uh, production everywhere. And so, yeah, no, this is the stuff we should be doing. These are self-inflicted wounds going on. And you're right. Uh, Petroleum refined products permeate the economy. Hundreds of prices. I mean, all the way from food and fertilizer uh, mm-hmm. through eyeglasses, through MRIs, through emergency rooms and hospitals. That's all petroleum-based stuff that they do. And nobody yes. understands that. I mean, nobody's, nope. few people understand right. that. And politicians don't understand that in Washington. I get it. Senator, let me uh, switch uh, gears a bit. Um, we're going to have a shutdown, I reckon, Uh What's going on in the Senate side on the shutdown? Mm-hmm. So the Senate, of course, remembering that as per our Constitution, appropriations have to begin in the House. The Senate has Just 30 a, seconds. Yeah, we have an FAA bill that we're trying to put a, a proposal on. Well, here's what I'm advocating for, and I hope we can get there. A clean CR with maybe disaster relief in it. No Ukraine aid. We have to have a bigger family discussion about that, mm. and we need to get there. But we need to keep this simple, make it for 45 days, and uh, pass it as fast as we can, send it over, back over to the House. And I think that at that point, Kevin McCarthy has a tool he can put on the table, and, it, and the Gates crowd won't like it. But I don't mm. think it's, you know, a handful of Republicans voting with every Democrat is exactly a conservative plan. Right. I think we need, you know, we need to do what we can to get the government, keep the government open or get it open as quickly as we can so we can negotiate the bigger, more important deals that we should have been, by the way, negotiating in May and June and July and August and, uh, and September. All right. Senator Kevin Kramer of uh, North Dakota, thank you, sir. Appreciate it, as always. Folks, take a quick break. And Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, going to come on. What's going on with the Oversight Committee? And by the way, does the shutdown affect the Oversight Committee? I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is The Larry Kudlow Show.